Geek Shock. Long time ago when the earth was green And there was more kinds of animals than you'd ever seen They'd run around free while the earth was being born But the loveliest of them all was the unicorn See you through Keep going I've been searching high Oh yeah I've been searching low Oh yeah, get it up Wanna spend my time with you. Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 147. <laughs> oh, there we go. I am, I am Master Torgo. Uh, 80s Jeff. Commander K. And just Michael. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek. That's right. I was waiting for my cue, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> there is no cue. Only Zool. Yeah, no Paul this week. Paul's a... Uh, Paul's doing a little mini vacay. That's right. This he is a, this will be a boring episode yeah, t- of the couch show. So. <laughs> no such thing, sir. This will be a talkie. This no is the uh, introspective episode. Yeah, this, oh, is, okay. this is where we get down and deep. Yeah. Yeah. We're not distracted. Deep Thoughts yeah. by deep. Jack Handy. There not distracted go. at all, apparently. Yeah. No. <laughs> I might get to talk for a change. That's that's for sure. <laughs> I have to just sit here like I'm falling asleep. That's okay, because Mike has honed his outrage at someone's joke skills in the previous weeks. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. So he can he can he can do that to you yeah. while you uh, oh. oh okay. You will be Paul. Okay. I'll be you. Okay. Right, so who will I be? You can be Kirsten. Kirsten will be you. Uh, All right, Kirsten, I need you to stumble over every other word you speak. Welcome to Geek Shock, folks. Thanks for watching. That was great. What'd you do this week, gentlemen? Geeky, give it to me. What'd you do? What'd you do? I went and saw Avengers again. You just can't get enough. I love it. Okay, okay. I need to tally. Jeff, how many times have you seen it? Honestly, this is only twice. Okay. Michael? I'm only at one. All right. Kirsten? Six. Six? <laughs> yeah, because I, I read your post, and at the, and the time of your post, you had five. Yeah. So you went and saw yeah. it again? Yeah, I went and saw it again. But if you read his fo- post, folks, I can't oh, talk now. You are now. being me now. Okay. I, I, I'm channeling Torgo right now. Just being everybody. Go to, go to uglycouchshow.com, folks, and in the geek blog area, read Kirsten's post. Uh, it actually explains a lot why he, uh, he's seen it so many times. And you know, good on you, man. I, I enjoyed your post. By the way, that was you. really Thank sweet. You. I enjoyed that too. Thank you. I, uh, my mother was also kind of the the geek in my house, so I really related to that. It's, it's good. Yeah, it was. Um, it you know, and it's it, it brought uh, brought up some memories, and it was it was really cool. You know, I mean, I uh, we saw we saw Star Wars when it came out. I remember one. We got there late, wandering into the theater right as the destroyer is passing overhead and stuff. And so, and Avengers actually brought a lot of that back to me just uh, as I started watching it more and more because she would have she would have just loved the movie I didn't have a lot of the I mean I had some geeky parental bonding stuff like my dad is the one that introduced me to Star Trek Uh, I still remember you know we used to have this giant console color television that the screen couldn't have been more than about maybe 13 14 inches wide but the the thing was like a piece of furniture yes and i remember this this old console color television and my dad had this thing that you could lay on the floor and it was like a backrest with these armrests and i remember uh, yeah. you know curling up next to him on the floor and watching star trek when i was a kid and awesome. you know and then yep. star wars and and then like nasa stuff you know that those were the the geeky things that he and I bonded over but uh, right. yeah, me, but me. the comic books yeah. I kind of came to through friends 
in like grade school. Um, a lot of the other it was peer pressure. Really sci-fi. It? No, <laughs> <laughs> just because I mean I learned it from watching you. Okay, <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Yeah. It was weird for Big me. Big old geeks shoving grass in Jeff's mouth. Okay, who's Clark Kent? No, no, who's Clark Kent? Oh. I had, I, you know, the, I this just reminded me of something I haven't thought of in years. My grade school experience was far different than the rest of my primary schooling because I remember in grade school, there were more of us that were, you know, what I would call now geeks. And nerds. That's because he hadn't discovered girls yet. Well, but 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 I, there weren't there weren't really the bullies that I ran into in junior high and high school. I mean, everybody was into comic books. Everybody was into the geeky stuff. Sure. When I in in my classes in grade school, I can't speak to the other classes because you know you had multiple uh, teachers for each grade. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I you know you had your teacher that you had throughout the entire year until you moved on to the next grade, etc. But, you know, I remember going into junior high and it being such a shock because, you know, I suddenly, I was in the minority. I was unpopular. I was uncool. And, you know, and the things that I liked, you know, it was really difficult trying to find somebody who had those similar likes in junior high. I eventually did. And then those are the people that you kept, you know, friends with throughout, you know, the end of high school. But, uh but yeah, I just thought about that. I hadn't thought about that in years. And how about in grade school? It was like, it was like geek paradise. You know, people were introducing to me things that I'd never even heard of. You know, comics that and I was just like, I've never heard of this. What is this X Men that you're that you're speaking of? You know, and I can totally see grade school you saying it just like that. Pro- I probably did. <laughs> probably, yeah. I probably yeah. did. That makes sense. But uh, yeah, interesting. I going off completely on a tangent. I ran a play test of uh, fifth edition D and D. Yes, you did. Yes. Yes. Are we talking about this? We are talking about. It. You're right. We're talking. You about You signed this. a waiver. Yeah. <laughs> and he's right now waving his <laughs> yeah, right. It's really funny. I know the the NDA for the open play test of D and D next. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm enjoying the the new take on the system, and so far, I'll tell you right now, I enjoy it more than. What was the last one? Fourth edition? 4.0. Four, yeah. Fourth edition? Yeah. I didn't care for fourth, it. Fourth edition. Yeah. Didn't care for it? I, I hated oh. the wow buttons. Oh. Didn't like it. Yeah, they, they were ba- for, the fourth edition was so much like a, a video game. It was all built to work mm-hmm. like wow. You know? So uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it as well so yeah, far. Yeah, it's funny too. I have a particular so theory about that because everyone talks about how they think it's a distinct marketing choice. To have fourth edition be kind of uh, MMO-ish and WoW-ish, and I personally think it. There, there probably were some choices there, but there was also a, a design philosophy that fell in step. Because I know in third edition, uh, like creator designers like uh, Monty Cook actually said, one of the things they were shooting for was to kind of quote DM proof the game, so establish enough rules and enough mechanic framework so that. You could have a mediocre or even a bad DM run a good game. Oh, so that's why yeah. we worked it well with Barry. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that, that even carried over further into fourth edition, which was really kind of mechanically precise. Mm-hmm. I ran a fourth edition game for a bit, and I, I house ruled the living hell out of my, all of my games. And I barely tinkered with that one because 
the math was so precise, I really didn't want to upset the apple cart. Yeah. And, um, you know, as opposed to like first edition or second where you could throw out stuff like crazy oh, and yeah. not really worry about it. And this one, they're, they're moving back towards the whole throwing stuff at the DM and giving the DM, you know, the prerogative to, um, to make decisions and be creative and look at stuff. And that's, that's so far showing. Of course, we're, we're operating with the base core rules, but... Still, you know, I'm liking a lot of stuff they do. One thing they've done that we really haven't played big on, um, that I've, I've been a fan of, is uh, separating skills from the abilities so that a specific mm -hmm. skill's not tied. You know, it, this is not a deck skill, and this, you know, you have your, your X ability, and you can combine it with any of the, I'm sorry, your X skill, and you can combine it with any of your ability scores you think is appropriate to the action you're role-playing. So you can make an intimidate check with your charisma or your strength or if you can figure out a way to describe it, your decks or something else like that. And that's one thing I like. Do an intimidate with your constitution. Hey, I mean, if somebody's like... I let out the greatest fart ever. There you go. Uh, uh, hey! Did I just stare him down? Did we yeah. say Paul was not here? Hey, there you go. <laughs> fart. Okay. Fart. We, we, Dick-ass we, fart, dick Paul. Dick-ass fart, Paul. So, uh, and... Uh, Boy, oh boy, yesterday we used the living hell out of that advantage-disadvantage mechanic. That worked well. So, um, um, anyway. Lewis's yeah. uh, guardian with his little shield stunt, where he, for he, he actually negated like 70% of successful attacks. There were attacks yeah. that should have hit that he negated with that little, that little stunt, so... Yeah, I like that too. I like yeah. the idea of rolling two dice and taking the the better of the two for advantage and the lesser of the two for disadvantage. Yes, that's sir. a yeah. nice mechanic. That, that, that was that a nice little well. yeah. That's so. fun. And yeah. I like the death rules. It still has the three tries and you're out thing. Death rules. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> truth. But it also has that if you fail, you then get what is it? One D six versus One D six. And then once you hit your constitution plus level, is plus that level, negative yeah, con yeah. plus level. And then that that's it for your that's character. It. And I, I and like that random. And you and yeah. especially Mike tested yeah, oh the hell gosh. out of that mechanic <laughs> we tested yesterday. It hardcore yesterday, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, and it's cool because it does have that that element of oh god, it, this this could be it. So. Yeah. And yeah, I've never been a fan of big fat, you know, save or die. Just like, oh, oh I rolled and you're dead, you know. This, it kind of stretches it out and you it actually builds and... some tension that yeah. I like. That's why I like the so, tension. That was cool. The, the, the only thing so far was uh, like the predicament your character was in, uh, Torgo, that, where you were... You were you were stabilized was, but not conscious yeah, and stigmatized against the wall. And we were kind of yeah, <laughs> stapled to the wall and. Um, there wasn't a whole lot that could be done to uh, to revive you. Yeah. And but, they, but it keeps you. I mean, it keeps you down because because before it was too easy to get up. You you in the last edition you were superpowered characters that no one could kill. Yeah. You, because even when you were dead, there were so many ways of bringing you back out of it mm -hmm. that it didn't matter. Like a keep video. A, game. Keep in mind, folks, yeah. this is coming from the guy who played the one character in our party that did get killed. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but that that was just a wonderful set of die rolls. Yeah. That, that, that was rolling a 20 on a specific attack. Yeah. So. And you got your brain sucked out by yes. a mind flare. And that explains a lot of what happens to me in this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, yeah, the D&D &D, uh, Next uh, playtest, um, dndnext.com. You can actually sign up and get the materials and do it, folks. If, uh, if you're, and I definitely, I definitely recommend you give it a try. Nice watered-down rules, very simple to start with. It uh, even impressed a, a, a guest player. 
Yeah. Who stepped in, uh, and uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I myself yeah. enjoyed fourth edition. So, but I, I just like I said, I house ruled the heck out of all my games. So, a new version of the game doesn't bother me at all because that's just that. As far as I'm concerned, that's just the the that, parent company house ruling. That's just ruling. a canvas. Yeah, just playing around with it. So it's just the framework. It's not the edifice. All right, give fancy to pants. edifice. <laughs> give to edifice. Hey, mm -hmm. edifice. Hey, motherfucker. So I watch. I watch the Tony Awards this week as I want to do. Oh, that's <laughs> yes. oh, that's so he, he does this every year, folks. I do. I, I look forward to it. I forgot to record it though. And you so did? I did. And Don't so you have that app where you can program I, I do. The so I was oh at Subway, Lord. and I had the, the app for Cox Communications, where you can program your DVR on the fly. And so I'm like, oh, perfect. So, you know, set it up, and there it is. And then I say, it says, send to DVR 1 or 2. And I'm like, well, wait a second. I, I, we do have two DVRs, and one's in the main room, and then one mm -hmm. is Jeff's private DVR for his dirty shows. And <laughs> there's actually nothing on there but like Criminal Minds right now. Whatever. There's more than Criminal Minds earlier though. <laughs> yes, there was something else on there when I got home. And last, so I was like, on I Sunday night, do I have access to his DVR? So I was like, well, as a, as a test, I'm just going to send something, some random thing to, to Jeff. I'm going to have to change my password. <laughs> and 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 so uh, <clears throat> I don't remember what I picked. What 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 did I choose? Some gay show <laughs> off of like. Uh, one of the. I, I think it was called uh, Four Gays, One Girl, is what I chose. Four Gays, One Girl. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> wow. I, did, I, I saw it and erased it immediately. So. <laughs> I was like, fucking. Poor I, I, girl. I, was, I was hoping that he would think that was just like a glitch. And, and so no, I I, my mind immediately went to where this was. I'm like, he either came in here and programmed this as a joke or... <laughs> yeah, he, as a joke. Or he programmed it from the app on his phone. Yeah, you, you, you know your roommate pretty well. Because immediately he was like, oh, by the way, did you go into my room and program my DVR? That's right. I, I already told these and guys about like, it. I was no. Like, yeah. I was like, I want this thing. Like, I want to wait like three weeks before I put another thing on there. That way it doesn't suspect too much. But no, dude. Yeah, no, you're, you should have loaded it up right away. I should have. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the guy that turned my room into a 13-year-old girl's room one time. I came home, and there's freaking plastered posters all over my wall and my ceiling. Not just on the wall, but on the ceiling <laughs> of, like, Justin Bieber and fucking people that I don't even know who the hell they are. Listen, I had to buy Twilight posters and pull this off. <laughs> there, yes, oh there were God. Twilight posters <laughs> on my fucking That's wall. That's almost a prank not worthwhile. I know. I bought teeny bopper magazines and spent time cutting it out. This was time consuming. <laughs> it almost sounds like the prank was on you because you actually had to purchase this crap. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it certainly was not on me because at the end it was all worthwhile did you well. hear his uh, girlish squee when uh, he <laughs> went into his room after he got back from wherever he was and saw it uh, transformed he had the freaking video camera out and ready when I, I did, <laughs> but, I, but I hadn't truly learned how to use it yet, so it wasn't recording properly. So, I, so I, I wanted to get it and be able to post it, but that didn't happen. I, on the other hand, posted pictures of my revenge for that one. Your super balloon attack. The super balloon attack, yes. Yeah, 99, uh, 99 balloons, balloons. In my shower. In his in shower. Ba in bathroom. It was great. I felt so sorry, though, for the people that live underneath <laughs> us because I had to pop every one of those and then, like, yeah. They, they must think an automatic weapon is going off 
at this point. See, he, he didn't learn that you could like stretch it and cut it with the scissors and slowly let the air out. I am not that's doing what, that for that's what I was <laughs> That's what I was thinking he would do because no. he's he's always paranoid about our neighbors hearing noise up here. Like you know, hello doesn't hello. want the TV too loud. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's Thanks. he's always worried about the TV being too loud or or you <laughs> know stomping a- through the the part you know the condo. He's always worried about these other things. So I'm so I'm thinking to myself. He's not going to pop all these balloons. Well, I'm not I mean, going to slowly let the air out of 99 balloons. Yeah, well. <laughs> you, like, just get a knife and go after it, like, Axe style? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. Yes. <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't here for it. He had the psycho music playing in the background while he was doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's already, you know, uh, shower slicks of blood dripping handprints yes. on his shower so I have a horror as you've, bathroom. Horror as you've bathroom. seen on the picture you know i didn't add any of the stuff in there besides the balloon all that oh, yeah. stuff you saw on that door was his already oh, there you go so good on you yeah get yeah. me back her yeah. <laughs> until the next time right this is going to end out with, with with a horse's head in somebody's bed isn't it, it really is might end and up with little half be full cups Bieber's of water completely bed. covering his floor understand that reference at all have you not seen this there's a video of this like on youtube somebody literally went and got like a whole bunch of solo the little plastic solo cups okay and filled them like half full with water and then put rows upon rows of them in their roommate's bedroom so that like while they were sleeping no like while they were out so to get into that bedroom he had to literally pick up all of these cups for for want of them or you know otherwise they're going to spill all over the floor grand enough no, no, you're yeah. not. I mean, I mean I've done some good things, but you. I, man, owned. But I mean, it, it was impressive. There had to have been like a thousand cups on this floor. I think you should just fill his room up with like ping pong balls. Oh, I, I think you should. Damn do it! That too. I actually already thought about I that. I think you should do that. That'd be great. Get that, get that machine they use to like raise ships and stuff, and just have the uh, ping right? pong balls. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, it's worth the expense. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you know, we need to get to some emails. Let's yes. Oh, right. emails. Emails. Uh, first email from Henry. Uh, Hi, Henry. How come when I get home from a not-so-good day, I sit down on my couch, relax, pull out my iPod, getting excited to listen to the new Geek Shock? I turn it on and play the episode, I am greeted with Paul's shitty fail at a scratchy, non-relaxing T-Pain voice. <laughs> <laughs> Now you know our pain, Henry. Torgo, why do you allow him to do what he does? You hear me they ask him that every week. Thank you guys for doing, I think you meant to say such a great show, but maybe yeah, not. Doing, it, doing suck great work. <laughs> suck great work, I think, really does. That does kind of describe that, that, that our sounds, show. That sounds like Keep a show. The Ugly Couch Show, suck great work. But Paul, I need you to stop hating on things that are great. Jeff, yes. good luck. Stop calling yourself Henry and writing. Yeah, it. really. Yeah, just doing his little sock puppet emails. <laughs> Henry, thank you. Let me, let me explain this, Henry. Um, Paul is like a unicorn with mange and the downs. <laughs> that has a bad stomach infection and throws up a lot. But because it is a unicorn... I thought you were going to say shits a lot because he tears up your bathroom every week. That's true. (laughs) In that throw-up, there are bits of rainbow marshmallow. 
So I have to let him puke to get the rainbow out. That's a lot of puke. It is. It's a lot of puke. Yeah. So that is, that is why I'm hoping. I'm hoping in that in in that vomit there will be something beyond the gelatinous goo that will shine brightly like the magical creature that he truly is. But sometimes I get the T pain voice, and so I just got to roll with it. So that is my explanation. Paul is a yeah, un- unicorn is, with mange. This is bounce. definitely Paul's experimental venue because when he's on stage doing improv. He never does Funny this. as hell. I mean, <laughs> the guy slays me. Oh, he's so funny when he's and, and not then, here. And then, like, when he's here, I'm sitting here going, you're funnier than this. What are you doing? This is his... This is his, <laughs> this is his Actually, I've yet to hear you say that, Jeff. I, I've I, said I, it I before. I don't know if I've heard that you're funnier than this. You're I've heard the, the you're not funny, this is not funny. OG. Oh, I keep, I keep trying to stop. Why? Uh, when's Why this podcast going to be well? over? Yeah. Ne- negative reinforcement doesn't work. I, thought it is. <laughs> I never thought I'd be excited to hear shit news. <laughs> yes. Well, you know. You, you guys have your process. I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Henry. And, Thank and you, uh, Thank now, you Evan. Yes. Uh, from Evan. Hi, guys. Uh, listen to Geek Shock today while at the dentist. I was hoping <laughs> that the loud, annoying noises I would hear would be drowned out. Uh, it, it, it didn't work, though. I still heard Paul over the sound of the dentist drill. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> Great show, as always. One thing I am getting tired of as well is all the non-gaming stuff at E3. Industry show or not, I'm getting tired of the focus on all the look-what-else-we-can-do add-on stuff. If we didn't have computers and tablets that can do the same thing and do it better, I'd be more impressed. I wish they would stop trying to artificially extend the life of their current consoles and give us the new ones that look and play games as well as current PCs can. Amen, Evan, on that. PC games right now look amazing. And console... And, uh, I just played the Jurassic Park uh, Telltale game, yes. which I really enjoyed. Right. But, man, it's these consoles are starting to look their age on the graphics. Oh, they're six years old. I know yeah, it. They're, they're old computers that we're playing on now. As to the Ready Player One DeLorean contest, ah, yes. I was lucky enough to figure out the egg and play the game at the first gate. It's actually a custom game made for the contest, or possibly a hack of another 2600 game called Stacks. It's a bit like elevator action meets pitfall, sprinkled with a dash of mission impossible mission. I got the egg in the game, and I'm currently waiting the next gate game to open up on July 1st. Good on you, Evan. Well, good yeah. luck. Yeah, good luck. Make, that get DeLorean. that DeLorean. Get oh, yes. You deserve it. And then come out for a bit. Yeah, I was going to say, and then you have to, <sighs> to drive it over here so we can get some pictures with it. <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, that's a lot of gas. I wish there was a scoreboard of players in the game to give me an idea how many others are waiting, but it's a pretty damn great way to pay back the book's fans. I'll keep you updated, good or bad. By the way, you'll probably cover this on your next show, but if you haven't seen it already, check out the trailer for the new Disney movie, Wreck-It Ralph. Looks like a winner. Keep up the shock. Evan. P.S. A bit late, but when I saw the title, Assful Chaps, I was thinking it would be about English gay porno. Not sure if that would have been better or not than what it was. (laughs) Thank you, Evan. And yeah, guys, have you seen uh, Wreck-It Ralph? Wreck-It Ralph Ralph looks fun. It looks like... you it, haven't seen this yet? It does. Nah. It does. It does. It's, awesome. it's, a, it's a Pixar movie, right? 
yeah, it's not. No, it's not Pixar. It's just. It's just. It's officially. It's just a Disney title. Okay. It is not being oh. done by Pixar. Pixar is doing Brave right now. Oh, That's we'll put their... it this way: it, it does for video games. Yeah. what uh, Roger Rabbit did for cartoons. Yeah, oh, okay. or even what Toy Story did for toys. I mean, it's. It literally is. Uh, it's. It's. Q-Bird is in this yeah, movie. They have. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph is like their original title, but it was set like in the 80s, and it's. it's it, they sprinkle in all these other official games. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I hesitate to say too much because I don't know a lot about the movie other than what's on the trailer. But if you can find the trailer out there, I mean, it's all over YouTube. Yeah. The, the Disney has an official uh, YouTube channel that has this on there, and they've got it in HD. I highly recommend checking it out. Basically, if you haven't heard about this, imagine if Donkey Kong was tired of being a bad guy in a game and decided to leave the Donkey Kong game to go work in other video games. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Because he, he wants, wants to be, be a good guy. He wants, wants to be, to be the hero. Nice. Yeah. But so. it's like set in modern day, and it's like the character is unaware of how games have changed throughout yeah, the last 25 years. Yeah, in, the 80s, yeah. in an 80s game for so long. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's such a it, fun it, concept. It's it such a great fun, concept yeah. and looks smart, looks fun. Um, it's Disney, so hopefully it's, uh, you know, it lives up to the hype. But so far, it looks fantastic. It totally looks right up our alley. Yeah. And if, if you got a question you want to ask, to, write to us. Comments at UglyCowShow.com. We love to hear what you have to say, and we'll definitely respond. So You can also do instant comments on our website. That's right. Um, we, do take, we do use those on the show as well. Yes, exactly. But uh, speaking of show, news you don't give a shit about. Oh, getting into it. I bet I don't. I bet you don't. Uh, oh, yeah, we got some good ones, gentlemen. All right. Hold on to your butt cracks. Speaking with Hero Complex about the newly opened Transformers The Ride 3D at Universal Studios Theme Park in Hollywood, Michael Bay offered up some info about the fourth film in the franchise. While he is back to direct, he said for sure this is his last film in the series that it will set up Transformers 5 for, quote, the next guy. <laughs> Didn't he say he was done after three as well? Well, they're, well, not officially, not now. Uh, Bay added that Transformers 4 will also feature some redesigns for the robots. Hey, are you excited? Uh, yeah, no. And an entirely really. new cast. Yeah, all right. Transformers 4 with Bay directing and a bunch of new actors is scheduled to hit screens June 29th, 2014. So you know, I'll bet his redesign is that what they've done with the last three pictures. They they add more moving parts to the. I mean, literally, that was in the extra features. On uh, two, if I'm not mistaken, where they they were talking about how the computer technology has jumped. So he's like, we added even more moving parts. So like even when they're standing still, there's gears and there's there's pieces moving while they're talking. And I'm just like, stop, just <laughs> stop. I don't need a million moving parts on my transformers. But at least you watch the extra features to get that, Jeff. So. <laughs> Well, it wasn't my disc, so... Oh, know. okay, so... It wasn't so, mine. I didn't buy I it. I found it. I'm holding it for a friend. <laughs> yeah, really. I just... I turned on my DVR, and there were the extra features, and I was like, ah, oh, fucking Torgo. Play. <laughs> you know, they left off the part where Bay said that from now on in the Transformers, instead of being aliens, they're going to be mutants. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, news you don't give a shit about. To date, Battleship... Huh. Has grossed fifty nine point eight million dollars in North America, nearly seven million less than John Carter brought in by its fourth week. The film's director Peter Berg has finally opened up about the epic flop. 
He said via the Huffington Post that he hopes to learn from the experience and move on to more successful projects in the future. Wow. Quote, I have a movie in theaters right now, which has obviously underperformed in many ways. And when a movie doesn't work, it's an interesting opportunity to look at what went wrong. And, what went and, wrong is you did a movie called Battleship. And, and as for what actually went wrong, quote, it was a movie that I tried as hard as I could to get inside of. But the concept is so big and powerful, and the money is so big and so powerful that the movie is going to run away with itself. So, yeah, that's why Battleship didn't work, because he couldn't... Uh, he tried... He couldn't wrangle yeah, in. He couldn't, he couldn't wrangle in the concept that was so big and powerful. That sounds like a diplomatic D4. way of saying uh, he D4. just... Four. He got overruled on everything, and uh, he... Uh, so, it's interesting. Yeah, that's... That's pretty much where you're going with that. I, I think people didn't see it because it's based on a board game called Battleship. I don't. I, I don't you know what? I, I know. didn't I go see it because <laughs> I've I not like reviewers' reviews, but like I would read the reviews. I actually went on Fandango and read a bunch of the reviews from people that went and saw the movie that said go, like explaining why you should go see this movie. <laughs> yes, true. Because I typically don't read negative reviews because. For the very reason that the only people that go on it are and post reviews typically are to vent about something that happened to them, and they're a lot of bullshit Battleship anyway. Touched me here. <laughs> yeah, hellship <laughs> so, therapy. So I went on and I'm reading all the positive reviews because I want to see why I should go see this movie. Why should I, why I should you want go, to go see this movie? People that enjoyed this. Yes. What did you enjoy about it? What yeah. Am I go, what am I going to take from it? And that and, and what did you, what did and you get from reading that? I got. Descriptions like "Go see it." It's just like Transformers. Oh. I saw stuff like "Go see it." It's big screen CG blast goodness, and I'm like, okay, not making me want to go see this. It's like "Go see it." It's dumb. Eye poppingly good, mind blowingly screen full of craziness going on all the time. And I'm like, as I'm reading these reviews, I'm sitting here going, I'm like, not one of these reviews makes me want to go see this movie. And it's every one of them had clicked on that. You can you can rate the movie like it's like a three or four tier thing. It's like skip it. Um, it's okay, you know, worth a watch. And then go with two capital G, capital G O, and an exclamation mark. Really? This is this is how they rate their movies. So every one of these ones that I read had 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 done that go. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm. sitting here reading. I'm going. So all these people told you nothing? to go. You said no. I said nothing made me no, want to go said, see go. this movie. Said, no, capital no. Yeah, it made me want to say can capital you, can, N O. Can, can you Apostrophe. review the review? Can I review the review? Can you respond like with a button? <laughs> Is there like, um, this review help? Maybe. Or not? <laughs> yeah, really. Did this review help you? This help yeah, me. that'd be nice. They should put that on there. Was this review helpful? No. <laughs> Actually, it sounds like it was helpful because yeah. you didn't go. There you go. <laughs> go go. Uh, news you don't give a shit about for their one-year anniversary of resetting the entirety of the DC Universe and renumbering every single comic they produce, DC is renumbering all their issues again. In August, every comic will get a number zero issue in which, according to Editor-in-Chief Bob Harris, some issues will tell the origins of a character or team, or in some cases, where an origin has already been told, they will fill in the blanks in terms of questions readers may have about the new 52 DC Universe. Huh? Yeah. So but basically, after renumbering it, 
they're renumbering it again and re-adding into the origins of the origins they well, just goddamn told. But, but are they're they just, they're just throwing they're just out, throwing out a zero? zero. That's, out yeah, that's, zero. That was, that's exactly what I was going to ask. That is... Is the zero a retcon? Isn't no. that adding on to earlier story? Yeah. But they're not renumbering. Yeah, but they're not going to go zero and then no, one. They're not, they're not starting all over, but they're yeah. okay. fucking with the numbers again, basically. Yeah. Saying and they're saying, all right, that number one that you have is now meaningless because here's a number zero. Yeah. yeah. And what are they going to start doing next? All negative right. one? We have to. Negative two? TM. Ugly Couch Show. Our very first comic has to be Ugly Couch Show number negative one. There we go. <laughs> nice. Good, start working good, on good that. One. Yeah. And you're going to tell an origin story on top of your origin story? Well, I mean, like, the the whole, when they did the renumbering the thing. The origin of the origin said, story. We yep. don't need to, we don't need to give these origins because everybody knows the origin. If you don't know the origin, you're not going to need it. You'll get enough information to kind of carry on. And now they're saying, no, we were wrong when we did that. We need to put out an origin. Right. And it's not just another marketing tool. No. I think Torgo. it's both. You're off. Stop. Yeah. You're I both do. right. No, it is, it is <laughs> pure creativity. That's what zeros have always been. <laughs> Fill in the blank bullshit. Wow. Yeah. That's cold. That's right. Take that, DC, Take that. and your millions zero. of dollars. That <laughs> <laughs> not bitter. Was it Biggs that posted on Facebook about the? It was like an Onion news article that said that the the uh, DC uh, reveals that all the Marvel characters are gay. Yes, now. yes, yes, yes. That was very funny. Very. All it, Marvel it, characters are gay. No. Yeah, you have to find it. It's out there, but it's it's a very funny, funny. Uh, article, folks. Weekend geek. Yay! Now we're gonna start with something rumory. You always look oh, at me like it's not related, rumory. and then I make I make the connection, and you're like, oh. Well, that's pretty much <laughs> that, what that's what I do. Torgo gives me this look like, what the fuck are you talking about? Do, and I then like, you bring it up, and he's like, oh, okay, all right, okay, that works. And right, then he right, lets right. it go. It's like I, I always make my point, all right. whether you agree with it or not. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta take the time to get there. It's not about it's not about the destination. <laughs> it's right, about the journey. All right, Country Joe. Uh, that's <laughs> Country Just advice. Mike. I don't know. I'm feeling. I'm, I'm just feeling like uh, you know we're we're drinking the the old timey root beer. We are that Jeff made. That Jeff made. I made it. It's yeah. good root beer. He squeezed like the roots himself. Taking my time. Now yeah. this this isn't a, a a recipe that I made from scratch, which I actually am getting a recipe together to make some root beer from scratch. So stay tuned for that one. But this one is a uh, I wonder where he's a soda syrup. <laughs> What's going know. in your mouth? Just what? special sauce. This one was an was an all natural syrup that I found that I wanted to give a try, and uh, I got my little you know carbonator, home carbonator, which looks like an assassin device. It does. I'm it does. still worried about. He was going to pierce my heart with that. Joss Whedon's Avengers have already enjoyed success at the box office. Yes, immense success at the box. But office. But the buzz is beginning to fade. What? No. Marvel and Disney might have a plan to prime the pump for one last push for Avatar's box office crown. The plan, as SuperheroAuthority.com puts forth, is to release the Avengers, the director's cut, in theaters toward the end of summer. Interesting. Whedon has already mentioned that he'd he'd already included some of the director's cut for the home video release, uh, complete with 30 minutes or so of what he he excised from the Avengers theatrical run. Uh, But it's... Not a reach to think that Marvel and Disney might throw the supersized edition on the big screen as well. Not yeah. only would it be advertising for the home release, but it would get Avengers that much closer to dethroning Avatar as the all-time domestic box office champ. As it stands, Avatar is holding at 760.5 million, 
while Avengers is at 57.3 million. Well, I mean, it makes sense. They released Avatar Sorry, twice. 570. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So go. they're going to try to go from 57.3, which I think Kirsten spent that much in box office sales alone. <laughs> That's, yeah, really. You're just reading my numbers. <laughs> you got to have goals. Well, they, they released Avatar in the theaters twice, right? Then they, they had like the, the summer um, release did. and they then they did a, a winter. So it. You know, if if you're going to have it be the all-time box office champ, it should go up against a film that got released in the theaters twice. I think. Well, so. they 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 do that a lot. Yeah, there yeah. Was, there was that uh, picture from uh, way back when E.T. was crowning R2. Right. The Star Wars special edition sure. pa- surpassed E.T. as the biggest at that right. time when they did the re-release. Right. Which was the re-release? That's like a lot of different movie. And while yeah. we're on Avengers, I just gotta say, I I. I I don't know what you guys think about this, but I'm actually kind of upset because last night at the movie theater, when I'm watching Avengers, there was there were some issues with the projection anyway. I mean, fortunately, I'd already seen them film, so when there were... Uh, and this is a digital projection theater, so you're thinking, okay, yeah. pristine picture every Should single be. time. Yep. But, like, there were flashes of static that went on the screen a couple of times, uh, fortunately, they were in non-key moments, so I wasn't that upset about it. But what I am upset about is as soon as the credits started to roll, they cut the film. Like, Ooh. house lights came up. Everything's like So oh, you literally got, like, the, the, the CG elements of all the different characters, like, right. you know, Iron Man mask and the shield and, and yeah. so forth. And then the house lights come up, and the screen went dark. Or screen went dark. All right, I want you to name names. What theater did that? Uh, rave motion picture. Town what? Square. Oh. What? So oh. I'm sitting here going, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it at this point. No, I didn't get yeah. my shawarma scene. It I was sounds actually, like you yeah. didn't get the, the, the Thanos scene. No, I got the Thanos scene. Oh, you got that. Because that, that, that happens you, right before they roll the actual fuck, guys. credits. Did, did, Damn, yeah. you just said right, that. Well, okay. you know, did you say anything to management or anything? There was nobody left at that point in the night. <laughs> Literally, I'm walking out. There's nobody. Usually, there's staff to make sure that you don't. There was this monkey with a set of keys. (laughs) Jeff, lock up, would you please? (laughs) I mean, they they already had the barriers set up so that you have to leave through the the uh, the self locking doors. So I'm just I'm sitting here looking around because I'm on it. I did want to say something to somebody. In my there's no knowing you, I'm amazed you got out of that theater without tackling somebody and giving them a bit of your. uh, I want Jeff in the middle of that theater just screaming, ranting, raving, hands. Pissing the on the now seats. You the what is funny? <laughs> what is funny? There were maybe five, six of us in this theater because yeah. it's it's like an eleven thirty p.m. show. Uh-huh. There's like maybe five or six of us in the theater, and all of somebody you? all the way in the back of the theater. When the lights come up, I hear "What the hell?" Yeah, and I'm sitting there because I'm thinking it at the same moment, but I just thought it was funny that mm-hmm. it wasn't me that actually shouted it out. Somebody else got to it first, but that uh, no, I'm. Uh, if, I could have stayed quiet. I would have. I would have found. They would yeah. when they opened. I they, looked if, around. Listen, there was if, nobody in. Doesn't the matter if they weren't there. I would have been there, be like behind the popcorn counter when they opened in the morning, going. <laughs> Finally, I can t- talk to you. Come here. I've, I've been waiting and eating popcorn, which kind of sucks. This late. Yeah, really. I have to admit, gets. I'm yeah. kind of shocked at Rave. They, and, and by the way, because I've never had a bad, a I've never had a bad issue with Rave at all. Yeah. Since it's been open, I mean, in fact, I've had some pretty good experiences. Yeah. Love that. For theater. instance, uh, this just popped into my head too. Uh, when I'm paying for my popcorn before I go into the theater, 
I've got my Star Trek look again. wallet out. And the girl behind there goes, that is an awesome wallet. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. She's like, she's like, you know, it's the funny side story that you've got that wallet. She's like, my mother, she puts her hand over her name tag, so I don't see what her name is. She's like, my mother named me after a Star Trek The Next Generation character. And I'm like, okay, I'm curious. What did your mother name you? And then she takes you her hand it. off her name tag, and Morph? her name is Deanna. Oh. So oh, okay. her mother, data. pregnant oh, with her, cute. had watched Next Gen and thought that name was cool and said, if I have a daughter, I'm going to name her Deanna. And sure enough. So, yeah, go. interesting little story. So I'm, actually, I'm I'm on a high already going into the theater. I'm like, this is kind of neat. And I told her, I said, well, you know, I worked at the Experience for several years. So I met, you know, Marina Sirtis, who plays Deanna Troy several times. She's a very nice lady. And she's like, that is so cool. And so, you know, going into the theater and then you know, having a good time, except for the, the flashes of static and whatever was going on with the projection. And I'm like, well, still, you know, at least it's not at a critical point. And then getting through to the part where the credits are about to roll. And I'm like, all right, good. You know, film's close to being over. I just got to wait through the credits. And actually, there were a couple of things I wanted to, to look for as well. No, you had to deal with angry projectionists. And then it just like... Deanna's boyfriend was like, that fucking flirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they figured me out. No, but yeah, the house lights come up and the freaking screen goes dark. I'm just Damn. baffled. I have in a bad picture experience when there's not too many people in the theater. I pulled out my phone and called the theater and be like, I'm, I'm sitting over in <laughs> nice. theater whatever I number. Like nice. That's I the like best that. use of cell phone and in the theater I've yeah. Exactly. And the picture quality's not right. You know, the, the frame is off or something. So you need to come and fix this. <laughs> I have a right as a citizen of the United States of America to a great movie, and you're just ruining it, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, sorry, continue. Okay, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, Bill Murray appeared on The Late Show with uh, David Letterman, and, of course, the prospect of the long-in-development Ghostbusters sequel came up. According to Murray, it's not that he's given up on the idea of a sequel. He's just been waiting for a script that will live up to the legacy of the first film. Quote, It's hard to make a sequel. It's got to be really funny, and the first one was so darn funny, it's hard for me. I think we'll try again. I always drag my feet on it, feet on it but I think... And that's all we got before Letterman interrupts to crack a joke. But you know what? I actually appreciate that now. I am glad for it. Because as, even though Ghostbusters 2 is entertaining, it is a movie lacking to the first one. Yeah. It's, it, it pales and, in comparison. And as many films, you know, going forward with a new sequel, you know, the excitement never matches the story. Because someone along the line said yes to something that wasn't quality. Yeah. And last one I heard was, what, uh, year one where the guys that were scripting the uh, Ghostbuster sequel? Yeah, and yeah. year one was Dregs. Oh, bitter, man. Bitter Dregs. He yeah. was so bitter when he got on. He was like, I went and saw year one. I'm like, oh, how was it? Fucking sucked. So th I'm like, what? <laughs> thank you, Murray. Thank you for saying no to shit. Yeah. I, mean, I would rather not have a Ghostbuster story than a bad one. There's there's several sev several attempts. Hollywood is going back to the 80s and trying to bring it back. There's been several times where that's failed, and you know we don't want to see those things that we love um, become horror and and not in a good way. No, you know we we enjoy those things, and we're better left with our memories than to have something else come along and, and destroy those. And I trust him as a gatekeeper. So fine, that's I, I you know what no Ghostbusters happened. I'll take it. Great. Yeah. 
I would rather, yeah, I, I would rather not have a sequel at all than to have a yeah. subpar. He sequel. probably got backstage, got on his cell phone. He's like, "All right, I laid out some line of shit about good quality, yeah, and so. I just, I'm hoping that yeah, they lay so. off me now. Hopefully, they lay off me now for a while. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> they keep asking me about this damn thing. Uh, we talked about the zombie. Uh, speaking of you know, abject failure, zombie epic World War Z needing some extensive reshoot shoots. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now the studio has gone so far as to call in hit-making writer Damon Lindelof to try and salvage the flick. Wow! A- apparently, Wait, they're rewriting. They are rewriting the movie. They have oh, finished wow. shooting. Yes. Wow. Apparently, World War Z is in a bigger mess than we realized. Lost co-creator Lindelof is one of the hottest writers out there right now, with his hands in everything from Star Trek II to Prometheus. And uh, Paramount hopes he'll have the juice to save what's becoming a money pit. According to the Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> you said pit. Yeah, you like that? Does, does that work? Yeah. The brunt of Lindelof's work will focus on the film's third act, which was apparently so bad it warranted a full seven weeks of reshoots. And now it seems the reshoots weren't enough, so they want Lindelof to try to make sense of the big finale. New filming is set for September to October, so Lindelof will probably be digging into the script sooner rather than later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Just to clarify, you're saying more reshoots on top of the seven-week reshoots we already heard about? New. All I know is it's new filming, so I assume that they've slated that on there and... Yeah, I, if I he's don't know writing it. They're going to have to reshoot Well, yeah, stuff. but so the seven-week reshoots that we reported earlier are done. Uh, don't know. The last okay. knew they were going right. to be reshooting, so it's probably these. All yeah. right. Okay. Okay. Because okay. like, that, that's like me, uh, holy crap! Seven weeks of reshoots, and now they're re. Okay. All right. Wow. Uh, that's still hopefully. Up. Yeah. They're they're just scripting right. for these reshoots that they've already sorry, scheduled. Sorry, sorry, Torgo. No, no, that's all right. Let's right. clarify. Well, it's yeah. It's not yeah. It's not very clear. No. The, uh, the Mark Forster directed World War Z was shot last year, and was originally set for release in December. Uh, now that has shifted to June twenty first, twenty thirteen. And with all the shakeups, it could change again. Yeah, and yeah. and I will say one thing: if you're talking a December, Hollywoodese, really December movies, even when they get action oriented, are different from summer. So and I could World War Z territory, in my opinion. Well, and I'm thinking if you're going to punt this puppy to the summer, you're probably going to think about rewrites anyway, because you've suddenly got a different type of movie just because of the release date. Well, they did that with the Star Trek, the 2009 one. They, well, I mean, yeah, well, it wasn't because of rewrites or reshoots, but they originally had that no, winter cause, release. Cause they realized like, it was a, yeah, an awesome movie. It this would be is, a worthy 10th pole. And you know what? Obvious, and I, I have to say, as upset as I was for them pushing it back, I think they made the right oh, decision they, they with that movie did. because they put it in that June time slot, and it was the very first summer weekend Yeah. Um, blockbuster, and it really did really well at the box mm-hmm. office, which you know ensured that we were going to get sequels. So yeah, I, I think in that case, it was a definitely yeah. a uh, a good decision. I'm hoping you know this is that this is as well a good decision. Well, especially since and with giving the, it more time with the book, Brooks did not write a novelization of a tentpole blockbuster by no, any stretch of the anything, No, if anything, he he created a indie flick. Yeah. With yes. a documentary feel. Yep. Well, a little and shaky I, cam with a one, one cam and person, yeah. Which I think would have been fine. But, I mean, I, and even Brooks is kind of hands-off with this, right? Well, well of course. He's well, just kind of no. like, you know what, I, you know, they're going to do whatever Thanks for the they check. want. The kid, the kid yes. <laughs> grew up in Hollywood. He knows the deal. Yeah. I'm sure nothing has surprised him, and he knew exactly what was going to be happening when he signed. So. He probably, you know, expected the worst, hoped for the best. 
Yeah. Well, if you saw the Avengers and wondered to yourself, hey, what the fuck, DC? <laughs> WTFDC? Yeah. Apparently, Justice League is well underway. Yeah, All right. It's natural to think that Marvel's distinguished competition and its corporate masters received a wake-up call thanks to the success of the Avengers. But in truth, that call came about a year ago. According to Variety, that's when Warner Brothers hired Will Beale to write its Justice League movie. Warner anticipated the Avengers' hugeness and wanted to get its self in gear rather than uh, le- sooner rather than later. But Beale and Warner have something of an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marvel was able to set the table with Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man movies, Warner has only found success with Batman. And two, the two men most identified with that success, Christopher Nolan and, Chris, and Christian Bale, are done with bats after Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, uh, Green Lantern, bit of an airball. And uh, 2013's Man of Steel, still a big question mark. So yeah. how many DC flicks could we be seeing? We've already heard about the Justice League. Now, also, Wonder Woman and Lobo movies are in the works. And now Variety tells us that there are at least five more hero franchises in development, not to mention a conversation about how to reboot Batman now that Christopher Nolan has wrapped up his trilogy. The five heroes and hero teams in question are The Flash, Green Arrow, Aquaman, Suicide Squad, and Shazam, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. No word yet on who's working on these projects when we might see them, but they are in the pipeline. This is all in addition to the uh, Zack Snyder's Man in the Steel next year and further discussion about the future of the Green Lantern franchise, a future that could include a reboot of the character without Ryan Reynolds. Apparently, this has all been on DC's to-do list for quite a while, so why didn't they tell us sooner? Uh, The prevailing theory is uh, blame Christopher Nolan. After the success of uh, the Batman franchise and the work he's done shepherding Man of Steel, Warner Brothers has reportedly, quote, increasingly put more control of its DC films in Nolan's hands, unquote. And given Nolan's notorious penchant for secrecy, it's easy to imagine that the studio is just following his lead and keeping things fairly quiet for now. (laughs) Odds are that after the marketing juggernaut that is The Dark Knight Rises is complete, we'll hear more about these big cinematic plans. I'm imagining like DC execs. Like, do, do we talk about this? I, I don't know. What does Christopher Nolan say? I don't know. He's not talking. Do we talk? I don't know. And the red phone underneath the glass <laughs> canopy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, Mr. Nolan. You're talking about it, aren't yeah. you? No, no, no. We, we, no, no. no we weren't going to talk about just it. Just us in this room. Just us in this room. I told you not till I move Shakespeare's head and push the button. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm, I'm Speaking gonna. of Dark Knight, though. So I, I've been intentionally avoiding all the trailers, all the clips, etc. And they played the trailer last night during Avengers. I had friggin' goosebumps. Yeah, it was. Oh my god, it looked so good. I'm just like, oh, I, I want feel it to you, be man. Here, I want it to be here now. I feel you, man. I saw the Lame is Rob trailer and I bawled like a little bitch. Oh. <laughs> I know. I was I here did. for that. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited for Lehman's uh, Rob. This guy, of course, such a geek. Seriously, okay. during the trailer, okay. the trailer. We have to tell you this story. We do. I, yes. <laughs> you, 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 and this what? this commercial. What? The commercial for Lehman's Rob comes awesome. on last night. Yes. And he literally does that. He's like, "Oh my god, I can't." This is the, oh, the movie I'm waiting. It's mm. like this is the movie I'm the most excited about for the rest of this year. For any other movie, even the fucking Hobbit. So yeah, that's right. He goes to this really high, st- you know, 
fun testosterone laden. Yeah, testosterone laden. Yeah. Oh my Jump god, I can't wait. about a musical. Yeah. Yeah. Musicals. Oh, Fuck yeah. Rock of Ages. To in, in it was a it was a long commercial, so I'm going to say it was probably about a 60-second commercial. Maybe even longer. It, Ma- it might have been a little bit longer because it was during the Tony Awards that you were watching, so it could have been a little longer. But uh, Anne Hathaway comes on, and she's singing her song. By the end <laughs> of the commercial, Torgo is weeping like a little girl. <laughs> I was. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. <laughs> I love this show. It's a great show. But it, it was just, you know, the, the, the sheer spectrum of emotions you went through in that <laughs> 60 that to 75 second space was just really damned impressive. A teaser so, trailer. It was so goddamn moving. There's no teaser about it. This was saying, this is what the show is, motherfucker. Love us. <laughs> it was like a woman ripping her clothes off. It's like, this is what you get. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and wait he was a just minute. like, oh my God. Now you I'm got so my moved. attention. <laughs> there are horns in them. <laughs> there are, yeah. Well, it's in France, so of course. Yeah. <laughs> during during the French Revolution. Not Take a French, drink, folks. Take not, a drink. not the French Revolution, a French Revolution. A, a French yeah. Revolution. <laughs> the big difference. The miserable one. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. This has been a delve into the mind of Master Torgo. Yeah, you don't want to stay too long. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't. Get out. Yeah, get out get, quick. Get out while you can. <laughs> yes, because if he starts crying, I'll start crying. <laughs> <laughs> don't play the trailer, man. <laughs> Go down. <laughs> I may just That's record it when I see it next time just to, to, like, when he walks into the room, start playing it. I will stop what I'm doing and just... I know you will. <laughs> oh, I know you that's will. That's awesome. How to stop... When it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm getting all my pajamas, getting out my ice cream. <laughs> you laugh, but he does it. <laughs> he does He's this with Degrassi. He's just crying. He does <laughs> that with Degrassi. Oh, jeez. It's my stories. Yes. Leave my stories alone. <laughs> I've never touched your stories, sir. Wow. Show us on the doll. Apparently they've Touch touched you stories. in a bad way, though. Show us on the stories where he touched you. Folks have been trying to bring Stephen King's creepy... Creep... There you go. Boy, if you had a drink for every time... Hey, yeah. That's, that, that's a new one. That's Have a drink. No, you, you can't do that. You will die. That's alcohol poisoning. <laughs> oh. Take two. Have a drink and of water. Action. Have a drink of water. Then you have to pee before the show's over. Well, that's what your phones are for. I'm trying to be... That's true. <laughs> that's true. We are Geek in the mobile Take us in you... <laughs> we, the bathroom. We belong in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> ah, let's try this again. Uh, Stephen King's creepy clown novel, It. They've been trying to bring it to the big screen for decades, and now it's finally moving ahead at Warner Brothers. The studio has decided that one film just isn't enough to contain the story. Realizing how dense the 1986 horror tome is, the studio now plans to split the story into two films, breaking up the tale of Pennywise over a few more hours. Warner Brothers seems primed to get the project moving. They've hmm. just signed Carrie... Fukunaga, that, who directed Jane Eyre, interesting, and he'll co-write the script with Chase Palmer, who recently took a crack at Frank Herbert's Dune. Hmm. So that's that's who's involved. So I don't know. I never did see his version of Jane Eyre. I don't. I don't. I don't. You get your pajamas on. No, I, I don't. I don't watch Femi shows, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, back in April last year, we told you about uh, Schwarzenegger diving into a new Terminator movie with the uh, Fast Five director Justin Lin attached. This week, 
Arnie told the Action Effects blog that he was prepping for an iron-pumping training regimen for the ages, possibly reprising his cybernetic role in twin sequels. Wait uh, a minute, the sequel to Twins? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that's am right, I... That am is I happening. Wait, that's happening. That is yeah. happening, yeah. Uh, uh, do, I, do I do my bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? I could do your bad Arnold impression for you if you like. Ah, fuck it, go that's, for it. All right, there you go. All right. Yeah, it's been a while, so bear feel, with me. Feel free to mock. Yeah, Henry, enjoy this. I can't say too much. They want it held in secret, if you know what I mean. But, it's better, it's better but, I will, but I will say next year I will start filming it and it's going to be one of the hardest films I've ever done. I can tell you that already for sure. That's and it. Are to you pump? That's what you, you had up. for me. Uh, that's, okay. That's what that, was, that was the Arnold quote. <laughs> uh, that's what you had for me. Oh, uh, this, is, this is my part. Oh, you want me to go? Schwarzenegger said. No, okay. I'll, oh, I'll was there more? Oh, yeah. I only saw... Yeah, oh, there's a oh, whole f- oh, well, paragraph. Here. Sorry, I, I misread that. They have six that, months to set aside for filming, so I'll be training and getting into the best physical shape I possibly can before filming starts. It does follow <laughs> salvation, although some of the producers and franchise owners were not too happy about the job McGee did with it, but they felt it was good enough to continue on and they were. I don't know what I'm changing into. Hey, whoa, what are you fucking doing <laughs> here? It's your turn. And they. <laughs> from there. Good enough to continue on, right there. Good enough to continue on, and they want the fifth and sixth installments to be the closing of the franchise. All right, all right, so you, you're the judge, Michael, who is the best. Uh, Actually, I give it to Jeff. Yeah, there you give go. Give it to Jeff. <laughs> Very Absolutely. good. Very good. Hear Although your out was. <laughs> Was inspired. Bonus points. Bo- a little, a few bonus points. I liked your that. New Jersey gang. Just the <laughs> and then you totally, yeah. Was, uh, where would you go? I don't know. It slipped away. That's when I popped fantastic. the fucking cap in his ass. <laughs> well, that's because uh, that's because I went to the McG thing. And I started doing McG impression. Oh, there you go. Ah, that's what that was. You, you mean the douchebag impression? Bye, McG douchebags. Uh, Will Wheaton is set to host a new Will talk Wheaton? show. That's the one based on TNT's hit invasion drama, Falling Skies. Dubbed Second Watch, the 15-minute weekly online series will de- debut June 17th at 11 p.m. Eastern Time on FallingSkies.com, following the East Coast premiere of Falling Skies' second season. AMC has had similar success with a similar format, just having renewed its popular Walking Dead-based series Talking Dead for a second season. All right, we're going to turn on the sad uh, Ray Bradbury. Yes. Legendary author of Martian Chronicles, Fahrenheit 451, The Illustrated Man, and numerous other major works of science fiction, has passed away this week at the age of 91. Didn't we lose Asimov just a few weeks ago, too? No. Or, no uh, we lost Asimov yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, that was a while no, ago. No, who, who, there was somebody else that uh, was a great science fiction writer that just died like a few weeks ago, too. Uh, David Jones of the Monkeys? No. Um, Never mind. I'll have to look it up. But uh, yeah, Post a uh, graphic when you... Yeah. yeah. Post <laughs> thanks. I'll post the graphic on the audio podcast. <laughs> Put it all over the freaking well, website. Well, Ray Bradbury MP4 did some amazing stuff and and we're all glad to have him. 90 yeah. years was he did a good thing in his life. Yeah, so as, as Smith would say, big bucket of win. So. Was it no, it wasn't Clark. Damn it. It's going to drive no, me crazy. No. It's going to this is going to drive me crazy. Yeah, it's, it's going to drive me. There he goes. There he diving goes. in. He's diving in. And he's, he's on the internet, guys. And there won't so be anybody me- here for him to complain to, so he'll just write us out in a podcast. Yeah, 
Anyway. Uh, remember that hand ringing that went up around the time as the uh, CERN prepared to fire up the Large Hadron Collider? Oh my yeah, god. we were all going to die. Oh my god. Yeah, some people yeah. thought uh, they were hole. concerned yeah. that the enormous particle accelerator would destroy all of life as we know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thankfully, of course, that turned out not to be the case. Damn it's it. life, Jim, but not as we know it. But it looks like someone thought it sounded like a good sci-fi flick. According to The Vulture, the forthcoming film will be called The God Particle, name uh, given to the Higgs boson, a uh, theoretical particle. Uh, Though little is known about the movie, which has yet to enter production, but Vulture did have a plot synopsis. After a physics experiment with a large hadron accelerator causes the Earth to seemingly vanish completely, the terrified crew of an orbiting American space station is left floating in the middle of now even more empty space. Nice. When a European spacecraft appears on their radar, the Americans must determine whether it's their salvation or the harbinger of doom. Doom! Nice. Doom! Like that. Sounds kind of Hitchcocky, and I like it. I know. It's yeah. Uh, writer Oren Uziel has already penned the script, which has been picked up by Paramount Pictures. Thrown into the mix is J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot. The film is expected to have a teeny tiny $5 million $5 budget. A five dollar budget because yes. five million really... dollar budget. I can't read numbers today. Yeah. That's you know you, yeah. you said Hitchcocky and I, that reminds me a lot of an Outer Limits MS episode from not long ago. Yeah. Like like early like the new Outer, like, outer Limits like yeah like mid nineties ish okay mid to late nineties ish. It's hmm. very similar to like you know except it was it was reversed. There was a ship that was landing on Earth and they were trying to determine whether it was friend or foe and they literally had like minutes to decide and it was uh anyway the countdown it was a really neat episode um, the outer limits five million i think is, is fine i, I don't the, think a movie yeah. like that will need a big budget well moon had five million and that yeah, was a great movie i yeah. thought that was a great movie absolutely um i think they could do a lot as long as you get a good you know someone with a good vision behind it and and uh and has that hitchcocky element i think it'd be awesome mm-hmm. uh a about a month after launch, looks like Blizzard is rolling out the Real Money Auction House, slated for uh, Diablo 3. It's released today, June 12th. We haven't talked about this yet. The uh, new supplemental auction house will allow players to use their real people money to directly bid on weapons and armor, a first for the franchise. There is a small catch, though. If you want to use the Real Money Auction House, you're going to have to use an authenticator. Blizzard has always recommended that players use an authenticator, especially in the wake of widespread Diablo 3 account hacking. This marks the first time, however, that Blizzard is out requiring its use. On top of that, it's not hard to use the authenticator. Sure, if you're hardcore, you can drop $6.50 on a physical model, but cheaper folks can just download the free app for smartphones. Once you enable the authenticator, you'll be able to use your username, password, and verification code to log on, a verification code provided by the authenticator. For trouble of uh, whipping out your phone and typing in a few numbers, your account becomes practically unhackable from afar, considering that any would-be thief would need to steal your phone or keychain to log into your account. So yes, Real Money Diablo Auction House is up. And uh, just before the... I wanted to play with it a little bit before, before we did the show, so I went in there and did all the authenticator stuff and put a few things up for auction and just to see how it all worked out. And, and really not a painstaking process. Are you a millionaire no. yet? Have you, have you? Uh, yeah. yeah uh, the, here's the deal. If, if, the, if you sell something on the auction house, a um, dollar of that money goes to Blizzard. As A dollar of that money? So if you don't make a dollar, you're screwed? So, yeah, so if you make a dollar, it's going to cost you a dollar. So, that's, so things are going to at least cost $1.25. Right. So. Or if you just go straight to PayPal, it's 15%. 
on top, I think, of the dollar, actually. Oh. If you wanted to, so, oh. so if you wanted to go to your Blizzard account, it's the dollar. If you wanted to go to your PayPal account, a dollar plus 15% is my so understanding. So you can have it pay for, wait, your Blizzard account. Yeah. What, what? See, that goes into a little account that you can then spend money from that account in the auction house. See, that's but how, how do you get that money? I want, I want money. Write me a check. PayPal. So I got to pay for it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there's probably you, a way of getting it out with a check, money. but you can probably deposit it into PayPal. But I'm sure there's still a 15% fee to do so. But uh, but yeah, I'm not happy with uh, Blizzard in their Diablo 3 right now. Well, what happened? They broke it. They broke the damn game, in my opinion. How did they break it? All right, I was having a great time with it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was old school witch Diablo. A- yeah, it was Witch Doctor and I started Barbarian and having a, a grand old time with the... Uh, because it's all about the loot drop. Yeah, you it's, kill something. Yeah, it's, it's the slot machine of the loot drop. You never what, know you're going to get. Happens? Is this next thing going to help me, or is there something just going to sell off till I get the next good thing? Aha! Uh-huh. Right. So that's that's really it. Now they introduce the auction house, and this is even not even including the real money one. This is just the in-game gold version. And Barry convinced me that I need to go check it out. It's awesome. Oh, it's his fault. It is his fault. It's Every, his everything fault. on this earth is Barry's fault. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And so I went, and, and it was pretty awesome, because all of a sudden, here's all these items. The game gives you lots of gold, so I have lots of gold piled up, nothing to spend it on. Oh, I'm obviously supposed to spend it here. And the magic items are exact. You can search by what you want for your character. Do you want a magic item that specifically does magic find, and then with uh, strength and vitality is the things you want, or does percentage of this kind of damage, or this kind of protection? Whatever you want, it will find those items, and then you can bid... Or do a full out buy, uh, with just buy it land. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, buy it now. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, my character is so strong it's zip and zap it all the way through the game with no, no challenge whatsoever. And I go to the next difficulty level, and it's still very very little challenge to it. But that's not the breaking part. The breaking part is the fact that loot drops are now completely immaterial because nothing that drops is even remotely close to as good as what I have bought. Because you've bought exactly what you wanted. Well, you want to make an MMO tie-in. I started feeling that way in uh, the fourth edition game where, where, you know, we were picking up items that Barry was, like, leaving, you know, Mm -hmm. there for us. And I was like, I'm actually kind of happy with what I I special requested or bought with my own gold or had Lewis make when he was crafting items for us. Yeah. And Diablo 3, and Diablo has never been a story-strong game, although the third version is probably the strongest story yet, but that's not why you go to Diablo. You go to yeah, Diablo for the fat loot the drops loop, yeah. and the building of a character. Mm-hmm. And now you just build it with you all the ev- lots of money that you done. get in the game, so huh. there's there's no surprise on the drop anymore yeah because the fun part is like you're building your character but you don't have exactly what you need for that so you know you go kill something and oh mm-hmm. that's he's got a belt and that looks pretty good on my character that looks okay i'll go with that but then oh i got this other belt now this is really nice and i want to put that on there yeah i got and a loot it, drop that gives me plus 43 strength on something but the thing i already have in that slot gives me 114 extra strength so yeah. So just pass it by in fact i don't even drop anything that isn't uh, for you diablo players yellow colored which is like rare items. Yeah. If it's not at least rare, don't even pick it up anymore. It's not worth it. Wow. So yeah, game's broken, and I wow. really haven't I haven't felt compelled to go back ever since I did that. So oh. Diablo is like scattered with all these uh, loot droppings. Yeah. My my game is full of droppings, is what oh, I'm saying. Oh wow. Oh. The auction house. Damn you, Barry. 
I but say it does, that almost every day. It doesn't stop me from wanting to go to Melbourne, Australia. No? Oh, really? Australia. Why? All right. Because they are about to have a one-month engagement with a company called IRL Shooter running a game called Patient Zero. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Uh, th- these, these things are starting this to sounds pop like up a, all over this the This is world. spreading across the world like an infection. <laughs> like an, yeah. <laughs> In their own words, <laughs> quote, it is a fully immersive live-action, real-life, multiplayer, first-person shooter role-playing game, unquote. They fail to mention in the sentence that the entire experience revolves around you running around shooting zombies. The game is running for a month, starting October 31st through its beginning in Melbourne. There's a chance it will take a touring through Australia, though they're using a typical infrared technology found in traditional laser tag scenarios. They're also designing custom assault rifle replicas as to make the experience as realistic as possible oh. without breaking the law. Okay, so they're not shooting poor unemployed actors with yeah. paintball guns. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my mind went. <laughs> I need a job so bad. I was going to say, are you st- <laughs> were you trying to be an envious of the unemployed actors uh, being shot I don't know. by paintballs? <laughs> a total of six players will enter the zombie-infested building, no more, oh no less, God. to solve puzzles, collect information, and generally stay alive. The sound design, lighting, and just about everything else is made to, up to look as professional as possible, even with zombies being played by professionals. In addition, the custom assault rifle replicas will be running custom software designed to keep track of ammunition, friendly fire, and the like. Tickets reportedly start at $125. That sounds completely worthwhile. Yes, that's, it that's certainly awesome. does. Wow. So Ugly Couch Show ugly has couch to show zombie team. travel out to Reading, England, and now we got to go to Melbourne, Australia. Australia. There's the zombie obstacle course at, uh, at uh, Comic-Con. Com- uh, well, that's, none of us are right. going to Comic-Con. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but that, that's another one. <laughs> that's that's sorry, one. Jeff. I just <laughs> realized what but it reminded I me stepped of, on. Of the old Alien War. Uh, haunted house that used to be in London, the most immersive oh, haunted house that, with yeah. professional actors I've ever seen. Now that's just this with guns. Yeah, th- this is also reminding me of that thing that's been going on at Gen Con and other gaming conventions, True Dungeon, where I don't know True Dungeon. Really? What's True Dungeon? That it's it's it started out small and it's kind of grown and you basically a party of you get together and it's a, it's basically it's it's kind of it's much smaller than this. It's like a laid out dungeon. You go room to room. You're varying characters with like little skill slots and you have to solve a puzzle or do some exploring to move on to the next room. You can trip traps or get attacked and your characters can die and generally it's expected that your party dies off as you make your way through this little dungeon scenario to get to the end. And, and you see who makes it to the end, you know. That's great. Yeah, it's, you, you it's and LARPing I saw, through a haunted house. It's kind of LARP haunted house LARPing, but it it's it's uh, yeah. It's a, it's a laid out scenario. They've been doing it. They've been doing it. True Dungeon. You look for it on Google. It, they've been doing it for a few years now. Friend of oh, that looks fun. And they have things like the thief has uh, you know uh, trap searching abilities. You, you if you have a bard in your party, there may be a scenario where he has to do a little song or some kind of lore thing or something. Yeah, I wonder so. who would be the LARP or the. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> who would be the bard in our party? Barry's the LARP. The LARP. Barry's the LARP. <laughs> Barry's the LARP. <laughs> I meant to say the bard in our LARPing party. I can't. The uh. LARP in our barding party? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Although I did see Mazes and Monsters once, so I'm, I don't want that oh. to happen to me. <laughs> oh. That's true. 
That's Par- true. You get to yeah. the final room and there's a whole bunch of Christians. You're going to hell. Pardu, <laughs> Pardu needs to see the Great Hall. The worst, horror, uh, the most horrifying uh, haunted house he ever went to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my Potter's God, house, haunted yeah. house in oh, dear Las God. Vegas. One of those uh, scare the sin out of you Christian haunted houses. Yep. Oh. And it was amazing. Um, <laughs> but that's, you know, you can find that on an early cast. I talked all about it on one of them casts. Let's see. Vice President of Microsoft Studios, Phil Spencer, stated that smart glass functionality will be included at all first-party games that launch after the service goes live this fall. Smart glass was revealed by Microsoft during its E3 presentation last week, and Spencer added that, quote, it just makes so much sense for the developer who wants to supply information that augments what's happening on the screen, unquote. The service will be able to sync a tablet or smartphone with a gamer tag and provide relevant information and features based on the game that is currently being played. Spencer added that certain games, like Ascend New Gods, will feature gameplay that specifically happens on Smart Glass, though he didn't illustrate this further. Smart Glass will be available on on Windows 8, iOS, and Android devices this fall, though a solid release date has not been set. And both the price and the release date for Nintendo's Wii U has supposedly been leaked. Online retail what? outlet Shop2 lists the console itself at 280 pounds, which averages out to $435. It is worth noting that most consoles sell for cheaper outside the EU, oftentimes retailing at the same amount of dollars for euros as Sony's PlayStation Vita did, so a $280 price tag may not be out of the question. Software titles like Zombie U were also listed at £40 or $62. A leaked Nintendo Gamer scans via Eurogamer may have also leaked the release date for Wii U's hardware release. Advertising a Wii U console version, a Wii U version of Call of Duty Black Ops 2 for the system, then reported release window for the game, and thus the console sits somewhere this November. Wii U! Wii U! Nintendo has previously suggested it wants to get the Wii U out before Christmas, but has made no announcements beyond that. Interesting. So. That does seem a little steep, but that's about right for a, for a, a, a new console. Especially one with a vids touchpad screen yeah, I mean, in the middle of the You've got controller. an iPad that's part of the controller, so yeah, it's going to be kind of expensive. But mm-hmm. uh, Nintendo will bring it out at that price, and a year later it'll go down, and then a year later it'll go down again. I was a little disappointed today. Uh, Reggie Fiamme, the, you know... Nintendo guy. Nintendo guy from Nintendo of America uh, announced that no, the uh, the gamepad for the Wii U will not have multi-touch. I was kind of shocked by that hmm. announcement. Oh, really? Wow. Well, he, his his if you've ever seen Fiamme talk about you know shortcomings of things, he tries to make it sound like it's a plus. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's he's he always that. doing he's that spin stuff on it. He said, he's it's good. Like, he's was like, well, we didn't put multi-touch on there because we didn't want it to take away from all the other controls that are around." the the touch screen and I'm sitting here going you didn't that's want to what bullshit yeah, yeah that's uh, he just he said he said putting I wish I could get the quote correct I'd have to probably look it up is putting multi touch on it would be redundant with having other controls around the touch screen and I'm just wow. sitting here going and yeah. for any of our listeners who might know what not, might not know what multi touch is uh, multi touch is um, on just about every tablet every smartphone um, when you do the pinch uh, to Pinch zoom. unzoom or the uh, spreading of your fingers to zoom in on a picture or swiping left and right to move through mm-hmm. or being able to, like, say, put two fingers on the screen and twist the image around. So the it, stuff that you usually use yeah. in your boob apps. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Right. Not to mention the, the squeeze, the squeeze <laughs> multi-touch. Uh, the Avengers, the Earth's Mightiest Heroes, will not be renewed for the third what? season. Oh, Paul and I will be so upset. And add me to that list. I've become a... Yeah, he... Oh, that is, that that's is the great. first... You know what, though? I think Paul was saying they wanted to roll that in with the... Uh, yeah. The Spider-Man thing that they got going on. Well, no. Marvel Animation will present their newly developed series, Marvel Avengers Assemble, in 2013. That is going to be more in tied into the movie universe of oh, okay. Marvel. Well, so you don't have to do that. They Why? don't. And, and, uh. and it's, I'm so impressed with Earth's Mightiest Heroes writing. Yeah, I haven't really, seen it's really cartoon writing like that maybe ever. That was his sick day marathon. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> And you laugh, but he actually went through like the whole series. Almost oh, there. Yeah. I didn't get Almost all, all of them, but well, I'm okay. so Most impressed with that yeah, Why tie it in with the movies? I mean, well, never mind. I was about to cite DC as an example. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, bad news, potentially good news. I'll, I'll hold my opinion till I see yeah. the new one because I got a feeling it's just going to go back to the same tripe that I've poo-pooed all this time. Yeah. And uh, we can't, uh, finally, we can't not bring up the Burger King. The, the Burger, Burger King? King? Yeah, the Burger King. Do they have another Home burger? of the Whopper. Do they have another oh, burger? Yeah. Uh, they, they had, uh, burger King was the one that had the, the, the Jedi burger, right? Didn't, wasn't, that, wasn't that Burger King? That sounds all right. Yeah. Uh, but that's in Japan. Had, but that was in yeah, Japan. Yeah, that was in Japan. We didn't get that. And they also had like the 10-pound burger. Well, this one's, this, that we get something new that's supposed to be here. Okay. Right. The Bacon Sunday. The Bacon mm. Sunday. Uh, Jack in a Box recently did that. Uh, AP reports that nah, BK will launch the treat, which has fudge, caramel, crumbled bacon, and a full piece of bacon oh, later this week, bacon. along with other limited time items. In addition to the Sunday, uh, BK will be offering Memphis pulled pork sandwiches, Carolina barbecue Whopper, Texas barbecue Whopper, and sweet potato fries. Interesting. I'm, in. All right. I'm so in. I'm, yeah. I'm very in. Uh, the uh, the Jack in a Box bacon uh, shake only had bacon syrup. This uh, bacon flavored uh, syrup. So a, this has, that's a cop that's out. A no. shake. That's, yeah, this that's, is a shake. You're, you're sitting there saying they've already done it, and you're talking about a shake. I'm I'm, I, I'm, I'm redacting my statement. You, you, Red, yes. No, I'm taking it back. Burger King sounds like they're doing it. You're right. Taking them all back. You're, I'm retra- taking, I'm you're taking retracting them all back. your statement. Retracting. This is our Thank dream. You. Our Thank wish. You. There's our correction. Take a drink. Have I just want to make sure you There you go. That's right. What do you got to take back? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. I've had the chocolate-covered bacon. The milk chocolate was just okay, but the dark chocolate-covered bacon is fucking awesome. It's true. Dark chocolate is quite often a better complement to whatever yeah, it's. The, the, smoky, the smokiness of the bacon yeah. oh, and so the dark good. chocolate so really good. worked yeah. well together. So we're going to go to the Burger King. When, when is this coming out? Uh, fairly soon, fairly if not soon already. It in some, right. It's in some markets Ugly already. Ugly Couch Show outing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We need one of those. Live <laughs> from Tonight, Burger today. King. Live it's from Burger King. The ugly Couch Show's Geek <laughs> Shock. Oh, oh, you know what we do? You know what we do? We make a video, and it's just five minutes of us. Oh, we can do the shawarma at Burger King. Yeah. Great. Figured like we've real. never done that before. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, they stole that from you guys. Oh. Yeah, God they did. Right they they did, did that from the... Uh, they took from, that the, from Bobby. The, the Bobby episode. That's right. Oh, oh my gosh. We did it first, folks. That's yeah, right. That's right. And we did it for art. Well, it we, was we art. did it for free Bobby. You just steal never that got from him. Kaufman. Though, oh, so. you, oh. <laughs> Jeez, hey, you know, everybody steals from everybody else. Oh, great line. Oh. He's giving it all oh, away. Yeah, great. <laughs> go ahead. Go make your own show now. Now you know how to do it. Yeah, there oh, you go. Now right. you know how to do it. Don't, Steal. Don't, 
Don't do that. Just listen to us. Listen <laughs> and write your comments. To and thank you. Thank you so much for listening to and us. Thank really you for appreciate it. Writing us and, and so on. It, it means a lot that you're out there. You have choices out there in podcast land. And, and you chose us. That's right. That's we very we nice. know you have choices when here. listening to podcasts, That's and we'd right. like to thank you for listening to the And if, and if you, you haven't made the choice, then uh, please uh, slide us in on your roommate's uh, feed when he isn't yeah. looking. Yeah, when he's not looking. Put, a, put, a, put, put us on his uh, download list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I need you to do is go onto your Cox application and go to your friend's uh, computer and friend the Ugly Couch Show Facebook site because there's only three... People left yes. before I give oh, away three. a yes. signed Frank three. Miller, Batman, like, and oh, Robin trade yeah. paperback. Three. Yeah, D- don't even tell people. Just go onto their accounts, lock into other people's accounts. Yeah, because and, and, and like because that opens like the floodgates. How many show. times have I gone onto Facebook and seen one of my friends' uh, posts, and it's like, oh, Daddy forgot to log out, so this is a message from your daughter. I love you. <laughs> you know, well, like Ugly Couch Show when like you're Ugly doing couch that. Show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And then Daddy's gonna win a comic he has no interest in because he's like, "What the hell is all this?" And or, or like us, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes the teacher leaves up on their their laptop, and you can like us from there, <laughs> yeah. and then they can get in trouble. Have the so local in, library like us. Yeah, have Just your the, you know. <laughs> have your local library like us. I like it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, until next week, I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff, Commander K, and Just Michael. And uh, we'll talk to you next week in Geek. What? Really relaxing when Paul isn't. Get this fart! Oh, yeah, yeah, we're not. Uh, but the unicorn shall return next week. You, you and he will vomit his. Rainbow vomit. The mangy Man- unicorn. Oh, what did you call it? Downs. A unicorn no. with mange and what? And downs. And yeah. downs. <laughs> mangy unicorn with downs. And diarrhea. Oh, oh yes. Oh, Spastic colon. There we go. Spastic colon. It comes out unicorn. both ends. It looks like really. a bacon sundae. Oh, oh. oh don't ruin <laughs> such Come a beautiful on, yeah. thing, you, you fucker. Hurting? You're never